now with me to the book of Mark, please. Mark chapter 1. We're going to have a a look at Mark chapter 1, verses 40 to 45. Mark chapter 1 verse 40 says a man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees. If you are willing, you can make me clean. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. Praise God. Please keep your Bibles open. I don't know if uh, you're ever planning a trip to Uganda in the near future, but if you do, one of the places that you've got to put on your hit list is to go to Lake Bunyoni. It's a, a beautiful, beautiful place, and it's a fascinating place because this lake actually wasn't a natural lake. It was made hundreds of years ago, not even thousands of years ago, I understand, uh, when a volcano uh, erupted and the flow of the lava caused a block around the edge of the uh, mountains and the monsoons over the years have caused the rainwater to fill up this uh, this the valley into a lake and what you can see there are not really islands they're the tops of hills which is quite remarkable isn't it when you think about it but I suppose actually that's what what islands are anyway isn't it Uh, but uh, it's remarkable to see it inland like that well one of those islands in the middle was known as the witch doctor's island and it was a place of terror because every time uh, the the people heard the drums, like you remember you used to hear on the Tarzan films when they were going to war, they'd hear the ominous drums beating. The people knew that they had to come and bring a sacrifice or an offering to the witch doctor. And people would come from all over the, the lake, from different parts, on their canoes, paddling out. And they would bring all sorts of gifts to give to the witch doctor. Some would come with big barrels of beer. Some would come with goats and sheep. Some would even come with children. 
And it was a, an ominous, terrifying thing when they heard that noise. Well, thankfully, the, the witch doctor uh, was eventually killed in a, uh, a, a tribal battles and the island was left unused. But it had that connotation with it ever since. Uh, but in the early 1900s, a man went there whose name was Dr. Leonard Sharp, and he was a Christian. And he had had some medical training, and he went out there to be a missionary to the Lord, for the Lord Jesus Christ, to tell people about the Lord Jesus. And one of the things they found on arrival when they came to this part of Uganda was how much leprosy there was everywhere uh, around this area. And they knew that they could start treating people and helping them uh, in the early stages of leprosy to try and help them and try and care for those who had it. Nobody else wanted to. They were shunned or they were pushed away out of their families. But the Christians cared for them and they saw this as an opportunity to have a witness. And so they spoke to the government and the government said, you can have the witch doctor's island. And the witch doctor's island... Uh, became a Christian leper colony and healing place. And they built a church, and it was really seen as a very big uh, uh, statement of Christ's triumph over the powers of darkness, where once evil and terror had been, now it was seen as a place of love and mercy. They built a church, and they built houses for the lepers, because healing a leper doesn't take five minutes uh, with medicine or treating it. You, you, you couldn't heal it properly in those days. You could just curb it. Uh, but it would take time with medication and dealing with their wounds and so on. And so they built houses for the lepers to come and live in, when they were thrown out of their villages and people would come from all over Uganda and they would come to this island and they would have a house, they'd be treated with love, they were even given land they could farm so they could carry on this was a part of their culture that the people were able to work the land and so on and they heard the gospel and there were literally miracles happening on this island as God brought healing and salvation to the people who were outcasts and lepers through Dr. Leonard Sharp's work. And today, the island is no longer used as a leper colony because leprosy through that work has been eradicated from that area of Uganda. And today, the buildings that they made and all the schools and that, they've been made a girls' school because girls don't get educated in that place. But they say, we're going to educate the young ladies. And uh, it's a place where they can go. And it's a, a still a testimony to this day. But isn't it wonderful how Christianity has always been associated with helping lepers? Even this week, when I was going through my uh, cuttings on leprosy, I found a newspaper obituary that I forgot to put up on my PowerPoint that uh, was remarkable for me. I didn't know I even had this in there, but it's of Dr. Paul Brand. And I share this because some of you know the story of Paul Brand and have been blessed by it. And he was a surgeon in India who uh, went out and he had discovered he, his 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 subject was hands he'd studied hands and he knew about hand mechanism and he was a pediatrician and when he went out to um, 
uh, India to work, he discovered that they could do radical surgery that would reverse some of the uh, damage done through leprosy on people. And his handbook, his book on, on dealing with his, uh, uh, that particular surgery is called The Brand Operation to this day. And the book on the mechanism of the hand is still the doctor's handbook on the hand to this day. And that was the work of a Christian doctor uh, helping leprosy. Christianity has always been associated with helping lepers. And no wonder, because the Lord Jesus Christ was the leper's best friend. In the, in the Gospels we read how many times he helped the lepers. When the disciples of John the Baptist were suffering doubt and they came to Jesus and they said, are you the one or should we look for another? Jesus said to them, the lepers are cleansed. At the end of his life we see the Lord Jesus finding hospitality in the house of a man called Simon the leper. A man who he had obviously healed some time in his life. And even before then, Jesus had healed ten lepers from Samaria. Their nationality made no difference to him. He reached out in mercy to them. But here, in Mark chapter 1, verse 40 to 45, we see the first leper that Jesus healed. And I want us to have a look at this this morning, because what we see in Jesus healing this leper will speak to us who are lepers of sin. You know, when Solomon dedicated the temple in the book of uh, 1 Kings, I think it's either in 1 Kings or in, in 2 Chronicles, where his prayer is uh, to the God of Israel. He said, when people recognize the plague of their hearts, and some translations have the leprosy of their heart, and they realize they're a sinner, and, and, and their sin is like leprosy. You know, the Bible tells us that Christ will make his bride without any spot or blemish. What do you think that's talking about? That spiritual leprosy will be washed away, Ephesians 5, 25 and 26. We are lepers in sin, and Christ is the answer to our plight. So, I want us to have a look this morning at the story of the leper and the saviour and see these three things from it and apply them to us. His coming to Jesus, his cleansing by, the, by Christ, his con- conversation about Christ. Just simple points here this morning. First of all, his coming to Christ in verse 40. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now, this man did the best thing he could ever do in that he came to Christ. That was the best thing he could do. And it's the best thing you and I can do too. And we can learn a lot from, about coming to Christ from this leper. Notice he came desperately because he understood his plight. I found this article in a magazine, a science magazine, on leprosy. And it said this, it said, although leprosy is rarely fatal, it is an evil form of suffering. The bacillus mycobacterium leprae ravages the body by attacking the nerves and cooler tissues. Patches of skin start to lose feeling and lesions develop on the arms and legs and private parts. The glands that oil the skin stop working, causing skin to dry, crack and open up to secondary infections. Disfiguring lumps appear on the face, nose and ears and nerves. And gradually nerves deteriorate until a victim can lose fingers, a hand or toes without feeling pain. 
Many leprosy victims are blinded because their nerve damage, nerve damage means that their eyes are no longer cleansed by tears. When I read that, I thought, what a, what a terrible, terrible illness. And, and the leprosy of the Bible was even worse than the leprosy of today. The leprosy of today is Hansen's uh, disease. But the leprosy of the Bible was even more intensified than that. And this man realized he had a terrible, terrible situation. And so he came to Christ and he begged him. He came desperately. He knew he needed help. And you know what? That should be the state of every single one of us as well before God. We should be aware that we need help. We need help. We're sinners. We need God's mercy. What we're talking about is not something that's a a little triviality. Sin is a killer. It takes people to hell forever. We have a desperate plight before God. I wonder if you know that found a fascinating little thing this week for Union Chapel people. It's not a very good picture. It wasn't a very good picture on the original. But I wonder if you know who that is. That is Lindsay Markham. Lindsay used to play piano for us here when Mary went away on holiday. We didn't have Lilla in those days. And Lindsay used to step in to play for us. And uh, I found her testimony in a Christian publication recently. And she said, the first time I heard anything significant about God, I was 10 years old. I wasn't from a Christian family. And although I'd been used to going to church occasionally, I thought that God was very distant. But then a friend told me something about Jesus, that I needed his forgiveness. And as I got older, I met other Christians who told me the same thing. This made me quite angry. No one is going to tell me I wasn't good enough for God. And I was sure that God couldn't be bothered about the things I had done wrong. And then she goes on and tells how God worked to bring her through to salvation. But that was her starting point. And you know, that's the starting point of so many. No one's going to tell me I need God. You'll never be healed. You'll never be saved. The only people Jesus saves are those who know they desperately need him. So come like the leper. Come desperately. Come beg Jesus for his mercy. And notice he came prayerfully because he came on his knees. That's an action that depicts the fact that he's coming in prayer. He recognizes the, the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he comes reverently and prayerfully on his knees. And you know what? If you want to be saved from your sins, that's what you must do. You won't be saved just sitting in your pew or lying in your bed at night. You will be saved when you call on the Lord, when you pray to him. The Bible says, call on the name of the Lord. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And you need to pray to him and ask him like this leper did. If you keep your mouth closed, nothing will happen. Call on the Lord. Pray to him, say, Lord, forgive me, save me, come into my life. He came respectfully. Notice he said in his prayer to Jesus, if you are willing, you can make me clean. He didn't come like so many in the modern uh, way of Christianity today and name it and claim it. He said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. He recognized Jesus is sovereign. He didn't have to do this. 
He had no claims on Christ to take him and make him do what he wanted. And so he said, Lord, if you're willing, you can do this. And he came expectantly. His faith is seen in that last little phrase there. If you're willing, you can make me clean. You can. He's a contrast to the man later on in chapter 9 who comes to Jesus and said, if you can do anything, please help us. <laughs> Jesus said, you know, if, <laughs> if you can, do something to help us. But this man didn't. He said, if you're willing, you can make me clean. He knew and believed in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's how you and I must come to him as well. Come expectantly believing to the Lord Jesus has the power to save you from your sin and cleanse you from the leprosy of sin. So this is a good example for you and me. If you haven't come to the Lord Jesus Christ in prayer, desperately asking him for salvation, expectingly that he will hear an answer, then do it now. Don't wait for me to finish preaching. You just bow your heads and pray in your heart, even now in these chairs you're sat in now. I was converted in the middle of a church service like this, and so were some of others here today. You don't have to wait until a special time or a special place. Call on the Lord now. He says, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But the key word is come. And we see in the second place here. His cleansing by Christ. In verse 41 and 42. We read these beautiful words. Filled with compassion. Jesus reached out his hand. And touched the man. I am willing he said. Be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him. And he was cured. Christ matches his words, if you're willing, with the words, I am willing. And that's a beautiful answer. Christ could have said no greater, more wonderful words. And he demonstrated his power over sickness, even the most dreaded sickness of the day, by healing this man. In fact, Mark chapter 1, one of the key issues in Mark chapter 1 is authority. The authority of the Lord Jesus over everything. We see his authority over the devil because he's able to drive out evil spirits. And in the early chapters we see his authority in different places. His authority over disciples, calling men calling them to follow him and so on and he demonstrates his authority and his power to cleanse away the worst of illnesses known to men at that time I want you to notice Jesus did it personally first of all he touched him he touched him how important is touch? This was a magazine article from another science magazine I read where scientists have now been able to create a sense of touch for people who have amputations. And what they do is they are able to rewire their nerve system so that they feel a sense of touch in their chest. Now they're working to advance this so that they can now get what they call feeling when they're using artificial limbs as well. But they say these people, when they, when they sense that touch, they say it's just absolutely a magic moment. They thought that was gone forever. And this leper, this leper, you know, nobody had touched him. In fact, exact opposite, keep away from me. That had been the normal. But when Jesus came and healed him, he did it so personally. He touched him. And he said, I am willing. And when Christ comes and saves you, he will save you personally. 
It won't just be with a wave of his hand, you know, uh, or his jacket, like you see some people, you know, showing off on stage. He'll come to you personally, and he'll save you personally. And I'm so grateful Jesus is a personal Lord and Saviour. And he came powerfully, because you'll notice, he said, it says in verse 42, immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cured. Now, this is all the more remarkable when you know a little bit more about leprosy, that there is, it takes a long time for leprosy treatment, even to this day, uh, to work. And gradually speaking, leprosy uh, still leaves its mark, even if it stopped. This man is named Dan Izzet and his wife Babs. And they are lepers. And they live in Taunton. Not very far away from here. They were brought up in Zimbabwe and they came to live in this country. And when he was 13 years old, he lost sensation in his fingers and his hands. And he didn't know what was wrong with him. He went to see the doctor. The doctor had a misdiagnosis. And it was a long time until they found out he had leprosy. And he had given leprosy to his wife. And they are modern lepers. Now, thankfully, the leprosy has been stopped. But he still has gnarled hands where his fingers were clawed by this disease. That, that will never come back. And he still has no sense of touch uh, uh, in, in when he's holding things. In fact, uh, just recently, he, he says in an article, he said, My fingers are clawed and I have no feeling in any of them. Last year I had a finger amputated following a burn which became infected. My right leg was amputated from below the knee many years ago. I mistakenly bathed my numb foot in a basin of scalding water. It got infected and needed to be amputated. Once you have leprosy, you do struggle for the rest of your life. Only the other day, I went for a cup of tea with a friend and still have a blister on my finger where it was resting on the side of the teacup. These thing, little things happen the whole time. That's what it's like to live with lepra, uh, being a uh, cured leper. Yet when the Lord Jesus Christ demonstrated his healing on this man, it left him totally and immediately. Wow, what power the Lord Jesus Christ has. Leprosy, it fled from him. That's what it says literally in the Greek. It left him. He saw him coming and they were off. <laughs> it was off. The power of Christ healed that man totally. And I want to say this, that's how it will be when you're saved too. You'll be healed totally of your sin. Saved from your sin. Jesus doesn't make you a Christian by degrees. You can be saved. I got this phrase from Spurgeon this week in a sermon. It blessed me so much. Uh, I had heard it said before, but I, I, I heard it in a sermon that I read of his this week. Spurgeon says you can be saved in half the tick of a talk, of a clock, if you put your trust in him. Jesus doesn't need to go through some long, elaborate, drawn-out years of process. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Immediately 
and fully and sin will be taken away. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, he was making reconciliation between us and God. There's a lovely little tract, I, I should have thought to have brought some, if I've got some at home still, called Canyon Crossing. And it shows a picture of some people on one side and God's paradise on the other, in other words, heaven. And they can't get across Because this is what has happened between man and God. Our sin has separated us from a holy God. And in the track they try all different things to try and get across. And they can't do it. But God makes his way through the cross. And when Jesus died on the cross, he made a way for us to be reconciled with God when we believe on him. And with that reconciliation comes a beautiful thing called justification. And justification means just as if I'd never sinned. I'm made righteous in the eyes of God. The leprosy of sin leaves me. The hymn writer put it like this. He said, said, I hear the accuser roar of ills that I have done. I know them all and many more, but Jehovah findeth none. Isn't that remarkable? That's what it means to be saved. The leprosy of sin is taken from us. So Christ can cleanse a leper. He can cleanse a sinner like you and me if we come to him. And finally, I want you to see his conversation about Christ. Because in verse 43, Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Now, this was the Lord Jesus' command to this man afterwards. And he sent him away with a strong warning. Jesus, the the Greek here is actually quite confusing to a lot of people because it's spoken about Jesus being compassionate. And now Jesus is is really quite rigid and authoritative uh, and, and gives a very firm warning. Don't go and tell anyone. Just go and show yourself to the priest. Uh, as a testimony to him. Now, why was it a testimony to him? Well, in Leviticus, the Old Testament law for, for the priests in chapter 13 and 14, you have two chapters to deal that deal with leprosy. And Leviticus 13 is a series of rituals, what they're to do to test and find out and then how they uh, uh, do things in the temple when a person catches leprosy. And chapter 14 is when a person is cured of leprosy. And they'd all done chapter 13 all their lives, but nobody had ever done chapter 14 because there was no cure for leprosy. Few miracles had happened in the Old Testament like Naaman and and, uh, uh, Moses' sister, uh, but nobody there in the temple had done it. And they all said, well, when will this be fulfilled? They said, when Messiah comes, when Messiah comes. So you see, when the Lord Jesus says, go and tell the priests as a testimony to them, do you know what it was going to say? Messiah has come. The Messiah has come. And it was a testimony to them. And that's why in chapter 2 we see the crowds gathering and we see the priests there and, and the Pharisees to examine Christ to see if this claim is true. But this man, when he went, he couldn't just tell the priest. Look what it says in verse 45. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. This dear man, he couldn't help but tell. 
he couldn't help but tell. And you know what? That's what happens when you get cured of leprosy. Danazad, that man I told you about, he's a Christian. And he goes out to Zimbabwe, where he was from in his childhood, and he meets other lepers, and he tells them about his saviour. There he is with a man who's got leprosy. They actually both have a, a remarkable similarity in their wounds. And he said this, he said, when I go out there, he said, the traditional greeting is to put your hands together and bow. And he said, as soon as they see my gnarled hands, he said, that it opens the door for me to be able to speak. Because he said, white people don't get leprosy. (laughs) But he said, I've had leprosy. And it opens the door. And he's then able to speak to them leper to leper about the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what, dear friends? That's what we're here about today. We're here to tell other people about the Lord Jesus Christ. We were lepers. We can't help but tell. He saved us from our sin. And he can save you too. This man couldn't keep his mouth shut, even though he had such an authoritative command. Uh, he, he just couldn't keep it in, no matter how hard he tried. It reminds me of the disciples in the book of Acts. We cannot but help <laughs> talking about him. And that's how we are today. I know we make ourselves annoying to you sometimes by going on all the time you ought to turn to the Lord Jesus. But you know what? If you found the cure to cancer, nobody would be able to shut you up either. And we found a greater cure than even cancer. We found the cure to take you to heaven. Jesus. That's why we want to tell you. That's why we have the services. That's why we witness outside the church. That's why we do everything we can. And in fact it's different for us. Because whereas Christ told this man not to tell. He has told us to go and tell. So this man's conversation speaks about the wonderful thing that happens to a person when they're saved. It's so real, they've got to express it and tell others. And I want to say this today. Listen to what people are telling you. Listen to what people are telling you. Sometimes people should be listened to when they've got something good to say. Don't shut them down. It might be worth you looking into it. Come to Christ come and hear about him come to sit under his word till faith grows in your heart too and come like a leper yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ and soon he will cleanse you and save you and you'll be going out telling people about him as well God bless let's uh, sing